video games, and movies have had a bumpy relationship. Uh, meow? Dating all the way back to 1982 with Raiders of the Lost Ark. One could argue, in the comments below, that the first was Death Race 2000, or even Superman back in the late 70s, but we are talking officially licensed here. Throughout the 80s, movies based off games were mostly duds or notoriously bad. So, when the 90s rolled around, it was time for the games to get their very own adaptation treatment beginning with 1993's Super Mario Brothers, the movie every kid on the block was waiting for. <sighs> Apart from maybe Mortal Kombat, every adaptation from that era missed the mark completely. I'm calling you out, Double Dragon and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. In fact, it wasn't until Detective Pikachu a few years back that critics and audiences alike could collectively praise one. As with many film adaptations based on a title in any medium loved by many, it's hard to get the right tone that will satisfy a diehard fan. Well, I'm here to tell you there is one that has seemingly been overlooked in the praise department. One that captures the tone and spirit of the game completely. Fasten your seatbelts and keep your eyes on the road as we take a trip to find out what the f*** happened to Silent Hill. Released in 2006, Silent Hill follows Rose Da Silva, played by Rada Mitchell, as she attempts to find the answers to her adopted daughter, Sharon's severe night terrors. During one of her episodes, Silent Hill is repeatedly said, which is the only clue for Rose to go off. Against the wishes of her husband, Christopher, played by Sean Bean, Rose takes her daughter to Silent Hill, a town which had been deserted since the 1970s after a terrible fire. On the way, the two stop off at a gas station, where Rose becomes erratic over hellish images on Sharon's drawings. I, I didn't. Mommy. I can't remember. Watching closely is Sybil, a local police officer, played here by The Walking Dead's Lori Holden. Concerned about the odd behavior, she asks the little girl if everything is okay, but is quickly brushed away by Rose and the two speed away. On the road, Rose sees the flashing lights from Sybil in an attempt to pull her over, but instead she floors it to a turnoff to Silent Hill. While checking to see if she got away, she fails to notice a young girl standing in the middle of the road, which sent the car crashing. Rose wakes in the morning and finds her daughter no longer in the car. While she gets out to look for her, she finds she's on the outskirts of Silent Hill. Not only does the town appear to be abandoned, but shrouded in fog, with ashes slowly falling from the sky. The atmosphere is dreary and dreadful during the day, but what she finds once the sirens blare throughout the town is that the town isn't abandoned, but instead inhabited by which only nightmares could be described, including the fan favorite Pyramid Head or the Red Pyramid from Silent Hill 2. French director Christophe Gans first came to the scene in 1993, co-directing the straight-to-video release of H.P. Lovecraft's Necronomicon, along with Brian Yunza. While that film did well on its initial VHS release, it wasn't until 2001 when Gans would have his first film hit with the U.S. theatrical market with Le Pacte de Loup, a.k.a. Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood wasn't the smash hit like it was in France, but it did find success based on its limited run, earning over $11 million, making it the sixth highest-grossing French film Film in the US. Oh, it was on that film that Gans found himself completely immersed in the world of Silent Hill while playing the game on the PS1. Play Silent Hill. He may never leave your room again. 
for PlayStation from Konami. Considering himself a longtime gamer, he found the game terrifying and one that could be seen as a film for once. While on set, he spoke with his producer, Samuel Hadida, about potentially adapting the game. Although Hadida was curious if a video game could be that scary, he believed in Gans's vision. So they went to work. Obtaining the rights to make the film was difficult. Before the release of the second game in the series, Kristoff would send multiple letters to the copyright holders, but he never heard a response. This determination took five years without giving up. To show how adamant and passionate he was towards the source material, he created a 37-minute video, funded himself displaying his vision, and presented it to the heads at Konomi. Impressed with what they saw, Gans gained the rights. He and producing partner Hadida began developing the story, originally wanting to adapt Silent Hill 2, but found it too difficult to translate. So they went back to the original game. Like the plot of the movie, the original Silent Hill game, released in 1999, follows Harry Mason as he takes his adopted daughter to the town for a vacation. Just before reaching the town, he swerves from a little girl standing in the middle of the road, resulting in them crashing. When Harry comes to, he sees his daughter is missing. Throughout the game, while searching for his daughter, he encounters various merciless monsters. As the game progresses, Harry encounters a cult behind the mystery of the New England town and his daughter's ties along with it. After completing notes and the plot of the story, they called upon the writer and director of highly underrated Killing Zoe and the Rules of Attraction, Roger Avery, to pen the script. Having already experienced adapting another story with Rules of Attraction, Avery agreed, but acknowledged it wouldn't be an easy task. As a result, both agreed that starting over from scratch with characters and story, but keeping the essence of the source material would be the best way to go. Instead of having Harry Mason as the main character for the film, Gans opted to change the lead to Rose, as he felt Harry's character traits could be perceived as feminine. Although the first game was used as the backdrop, multiple elements from the three sequels were used. For the setting of Silent Hill, Avery based the town on Centralia, Pennsylvania, a town which has been nearly abandoned due to a coal mine fire, which has been burning underneath the surface since 1962. I'm burning. Once the first draft was turned into the studio, a note was returned saying there wasn't enough men. Angry at first, Gans figured out how to incorporate more story with Sean Bean's character, Christopher, by including a search for his wife along with an officer who has personal ties to the town. Filming began in the spring of 2005 in the surrounding areas of Ontario, Canada. I know a town not far away from Toronto, you will have the type of industrial look that you were looking for to build around that the universe of Silent Hill. With a budget of $50 million, and you can see that entire budget on the screen. Christoph Gans, attention to detail for each set, thanks to production designer Carol Spear, whose work can recently be seen in Crimes of the Future. According to Gans, there is roughly 165 different sets and locations for the film, which was unheard of at the time for a horror film. This was due to the town of Silent Hill having multiple layers and representations it holds. The creature design also still holds up with the number of practical effects used, with Pyramid Head, the Armless Man, the Grey Child, and the nurses being among the standouts. While shooting the film, Gans would bring a TV to set along with his PlayStation and play the game to make sure even the camera movements were like that of the game. Because of all this painstaking attention to detail, the budget was ballooning, forcing certain aspects of the film to be changed or scrapped altogether. Most notably, the climax of the film was written differently. The slaughter of the cult members inside the church was originally brought on by six different pyramid heads, each wielding a different weapon. Well, that would have been something great to see. What we got was a barbed wire, outlandish blood fest, reminiscent of the club scene in Hellraiser 3, or even the tree scene in Evil Dead. If you know, you know.
Shall we begin? To help further honor the game, Canadian film composer Jeff Dana arranged Akira Yamoka's eerie score for the series. Other than a Johnny Cash song, the score is mostly identical to that of the game. Silent Hill was released in theaters April 21st, 2006, earning the number one spot with $20 million and would go on to gross just over $100 million. Although the film did well financially, critics and audiences at the time were not favorable with their reviews. All we ask for is satisfaction. Satisfaction. Revenge. It currently sits at 31% on Rotten Tomatoes, and when it was released, audiences gave it a C from CinemaScore. While most agreed the visuals were stunning, the plot and dialogue felt weak. Roger Ebert gave the movie one and a half stars, stating, quote, not only can I not describe the plot of this movie, but I have a feeling the last scene reverses half of what I thought I knew or didn't know. Despite the negative reviews, Sony greenlit a sequel at the end of 2006. Christoph Gans stated that while he would love to return to the director's chair, his commitment to another project would prevent him from coming back to helm the project. As a result, Roger Avery dropped out since Gans would be absent. However, in 2009, Sony announced Avery's return to write the script with a 2010 release date. Just soon after this announcement, Roger Avery was sentenced to imprisonment for a year for vehicular manslaughter while driving under the influence, resulting in the death of passenger Andrea Zini in 2008. The sequel entered development hell until it picked up in 2010 with a new writer and director, M.J. Bassett. The production of the sequel went underway during the spring of 2011 and took advantage of the 3D boom that was going on at the time using 3D red epic cameras. I mean everything was in 3D during that time, including a sequel to Step Up. Thankfully, that trend calmed down. Silent Hill Revelation 3D premiered in October 2012 opening in fifth place at the box office. Consensus of this film was less than favorable to the 2006 film and ended up making half of what Silent Hill brought in. Talks of another sequel wouldn't happen for another 10 years when Christoph Gans pitched his idea complete with storyboards. His sequel, Return to Silent Hill, based off Silent Hill 2, has been greenlit and expected to begin filming in 2023. The witch has returned. Movie adaptations of video games seem to be the trickiest to tackle. Even now, with bigger budgets and A-list stars and filmmakers, it's hard to capture what made the games so great in the first place. All right, that's a go. In the case of rewatching Silent Hill, Christoph Gans and team were obvious fans of the series, and you can feel that love and appreciation with every frame, even if some of the story feels out of place at times. It captures the soul and essence of the Konomi classic better than it could have. Not only is it a solid and genuinely dreadful and terrifying film, but it's also one of the best video game adaptations to this day. Hell yes! While Silent Hill didn't fare well with critics upon its release, just like any film with time, it has gone under re-evaluation and has been more appreciated over the years. Currently, audiences have the film sitting at 6.5 on IMDb, and if you ask me, that's a pretty damn good score for a horror film. We're coming home.